in every point it has been said again and again I and who is that I and if that I is that universal divine self then problem is not there but when we put I as a person and representing a particular doctrine of dogma then the world is split with these thoughts of diversity and conflicts. Conflict, today's conflict and all the time the conflict in spiritual life is that this definition I, me, mine as have been spoken in all the scriptures of the world. In the Gita you go it says the Ahum Twang Sarvapapibhu I will redeem you from all the sins. Don't worry about that. Tamiva Sharanangacha, therefore you take refuge. Tamiva Sharanangacha, Sarvabhavina Bharata, O Arjuna, from all possible angles, just take refuge in me. Here is the question me, here is the question I. And then, there, if the understanding is not clear, then naturally different uh, denominations, different uh, sects and sectarian ideas come and everyone will assert that this is the only way. If you don't come to this path only, then you are not saved anymore. So this is the major point that I, Christ also said, I am the way the truth and the life and no man cometh unto father but by me. If we read in a superficial sense, yes, it is only through Christ. The Christ as he appeared in the world scene and was born in a manger as a carpenter's son and was a powerful person maybe, have influenced the people of that time and that man, you have to follow that man. But it's not the man. You see, again the question, who is I? The language is same. Ramakrishna said in this modern age, Ami esechi, Ami hoechi, I have come, I have become. So all conflict in the word I, now which I will take? What is our acceptance then will be for this understanding about I, when Christ says that, when Krishna says that, when Ramakrishna says that, there are three people, or ten people. So every spiritual ideal is set by this powerful uh, specially powerful people who have really changed the whole thought trend of the world and saved human beings and redeemed them again and again. Buddha said, you are my children, I am your father. Through me you have been released from your suffering. I miss myself having attained salvation and a savior of others being comforted 
I comfort others. See, again, Buddha says that. I, 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 I. So here is the major point to understand what is the significance of this particular word I. Normally we use it I with reference to our physical body, our mental atten attainments, our intellectual achievements, our uh, understanding and our whatever we have gained in this centered around this little body-mind aspect. But these world teachers don't come to limit themselves in that concept of body and their emotions and their egos. They stand for say great ideal, that's why it is always to be understood that it is one unborn, undying principle. And there comes the philosophy of the Bhagavad Gita, whenever there is unrighteousness raises his hood up and righteousness is lost, then I come and come again to revive, to give guidance to the world. So this message can fit with these controversies, otherwise there will be always who is higher, who is lower, and which path is the only path. But when they talk, they come for the whole world to give, to touch the heart of people, to make it very concrete and very acceptable. They emphasize, I am the way, I have come here, accept me, take me. You will be redeemed. That type of statement is always made. But the point is that it is to be understood that it is not a man who is speaking all these things. It is not a powerful person or an intellectual giant or some charismatic personality he is speaking. It is the same absolute principle which is beyond time-space causation, taking the human form, unlimited, coming to the limited, absolute, manifesting in the universe with their own cosmic power, which is called, Vedanta will say in one language, Maya, and then manifesting that power for the good of humanity. So, we are born here under the compulsion of our own karma, our actions, good and bad. But this Christ, Buddha, Rama, Krishna, Rama, Krishna, they don't come because of their own karma. They accept this human limitation out of their own kindness and grace. Looking at the suffering of us, this infinite, timeless, absolute truth becomes Shagula Brahma. And then incarnation comes of that Ishwara. Ishwara reincarnates. That's why the word, Sanskrit word is Ishvara. Actually, when you say God, concept does not become that much clear. In Sanskrit, there is some very definite definitions. Brahman, then Ishvara, then Ishvara's incarnation. And then that Ishvara is the creator, sustainer, maintaining everything. And Ramakrishna said, like a king visiting his kingdom in disguise.
good kings used to visit their kingdom in disguise, watching the condition of these people who are around, how they are undergoing in difficulty or the, what is their problem, what can be done for them, out of compassion. So similarly, the Lord comes out of compassion and sit, takes a human form for that purpose. Saint Augustine said, that which is called Christian religion existed among the ancients and never did not exist from the beginning of the human race until Christ came in flesh, at which time the true religion which already existed began to be called Christianity. It, it, it matches with the concept of the Eastern thought. It is the same idea. That it is eternal religion. That's why it is called eternal religion. Religion of love. Religion of freedom. Attaining freedom. Religion which will redeem us from all our negativities. That is the eternal religion. And eternal religion is not that it has, it has been set by Christ. But is what is Augustine says that this is the which is called Christian religion, the real religion of love and experience, that is was existed, that existed before among the ancients, and did never exist from the beginning of the human race until Christ came and he just solidified that, which has been forgotten. That is the point. It is eternal religion. It's very beautiful to know how the message of the Vedanta talks about this. Religion is eternal. It is there, it was there, it is now, it will be there. Only pollution, dilution comes in the process. We forget the ideal teaching, we don't invite them in our character and we create a new religion of our own mental state and then create trouble for others and say this is the religion, my religion versus your religion. There is no your religion, my religion. Only religion that is eternal religion. Beautiful. And only it was there from the beginning of human race and Christ came in flesh till then it was there, at which time the true religion, true religion means the religion of love, religion for craving for God-realization, that is called religion. Religion to that religion which will transform us, make us unite with the divine. That is the religion. And that religion was preached by Christ began to be called officially then on his advent Christianity. So Jesus only unfolded, interpreted the ancient wisdom which was there all the time. This is not a revealing, revealing thought. We don't look upon Christ in this perspective. But only we have to view through the eyes of these great saints who can give an insight of it. It's saying the same tone which the Hindu will think about Rama, Krishna or any 
incarnation. It is the same way St. Augustine is presenting Christ, that it is the eternal religion, and he only consolidated it and revived it and pushed it. That's why even Ramakrishna came. It is said, he is, Ramakrishna is called Avatarabharishta, and he says, Sarva Dharma Sthapakastam. In our prayer, we say, he established Sarva Dharma. It's a contradiction in turn. Is there any new religion? Ramakrishna created any religion? He practiced Hinduism, he practiced Christianity, he practiced Islam. What he did? Sarva Dharma Sthapakastam. He re-established what is the religion. Vivekananda said, Avatara Barista. And then he says, it is the, he established the religion. What is the establishment? That eternal religion which was there, the essence of that was forgotten. People were just beating along the bushes. And then only fighting my religion, your religion. And no one is loving God. No one is thinking that I have to realize God in this very life. This precious moment is going away. So we find the, the tone in the Christ's message. When he says, when he says uh, in the gospel, but let your light so shine before men that they may see your works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. This is called religion. We forgot this key point. We go to church, we go to temple, we go to synagogue or wherever we go, we do rituals, but we don't pay any emphasis on this point what Christ is bringing, the eternal religion. Eternal religion, he says, let your light, your spiritual practice, your face will shine, your presence will be such that before men, that when you go, they, that they may see your works. Seeing your work, you will glorify the Father who is in heaven. That means you are gone, you are transformed, your God sits. And God manifests the glory of love, of compassion, of the spirituality, of purity. It will be vibrant and throbbing in the presence of you. Then you are following, you are becoming a Christian. You are becoming a Hindu. See, this is the eternal message. It was forgotten, it was brought back into our consciousness. But again we forget, again we forget. But again, as the relentlessly, the Lord's function goes on, he has to come again and again and again. That's why it is not one-time job. God has a big job also <laughs> to creating this world, he is in trouble. He will have to come back himself into this situation again and again just to bring us into the awareness till we forget again. Uh, Tagore, Rabindranath Tagore said uh, in a beautiful poem that the person, the passers-by will watch me sitting in the corridor and looking at my face. He will see the message of you, O Lord, your message in my face. Even a man who is just passing by, have no concept about spirituality, will look at my face. 
and then see the message of the Lord manifesting through my face. Beaming light, beaming presence. So this is called what Christ brought back, that eternal religion. That's why he said so many things when you read the Beatitudes. He says that blessed are the pure in heart for they shall see God. Who thinks about that? We think going to church, doing some rosary, chanting some mantra, huh? occasionally going to pilgrimage and giving $10 in the donation box makes us spiritual. No. Yes, that is a part. Of course, I love God, I will give anything what I can give. Or I visit the places, holy places. But that does not make an end of spiritual practice. Spiritual practice is here, the pure in heart, to become pure. Day by day, we should be purer and purer. What is the sign of purity? Purity is such a thing, it is free from blemish, free from sin, free from negativity, free from anger, hatred, jealousy. Are you improving in that direction? Or we are just going to churches. That's why he said Ramakrishna's that beautiful uh, story, you all remember, that, that Ramakrishna said that a man was a sinner. Or anyhow, some, some person going to take a Ganges, deep in the Ganges. And it is said that Ganges is so pure that the sin cannot catch that person who is in the touch of the holy Ganges. So the, what, they, what they do, the sins, what they will do? They just leave that guy when he is putting his body into the waters of the Ganges and they just wait on a tree which is on the bank of the Ganges. So long the man is swimming and being taking deep, the Ganges water being pure, the sins cannot touch him. But as soon as he comes out of the Ganges water, they just jump into that same person. That's why again the old guy comes back. That's why you look at that. We go to church, we go to temple, we do japa, we do rosary, we take mantra, we do all types of things. But without transformation, without inner transformation, inner change, and that is the purity. What is inner change? Inner change is that we all have what Christianity says, sin. It's a language. In Hindu also in some places we call sin. But Vedanto emphasizes on the word not sin, but say lower truth, higher truth. That's a better way of expression, but Swami Vivekananda gave. That that is the purity should enhance day by day. Are you becoming a better person? That's why that story again, I remember once Swami Vivekananda was in this country and him, you know the writer of the gospel, who, for whom we are indebted to him because of this great gift to the world. So, because he was a very humble person, because he was a very spiritual person, ah, so he thought, he out of humility wrote a letter to Swami Vivekananda and said that, you know, I met such a person, such a great person like Ramakrishna. What has happened to me? I am the same. 
person as it were. Nothing has changed. He was thinking about Bhishan experience, this, that. But still, he feels that nothing has happened. Then Ramakrishna, uh, that, that Vivekananda then wrote in response that you had been a cow. You have become, you have become a man. And you will become a god. Cow means what? Cow only grazing and eating grasses all day, chewing all day for these petty things of life, eating, sleeping, going earning money, this, that, only that, ending there. Then comes the second point. This, this life will transform into a life of a man. You were a cow, his language is, you were a cow, living that life of cow life, what cow life does? After eating whole day, whatever grass available, they, they, they just collect it and then chewing the card, when it's like chewing the same thing, same world, same worldliness, same thing. And then one day, he die, finish. So this is the life, life like that of an animal which has no higher sense of understanding, not craving for something to know why we are here, now we have become a man. That means you are now thinking who I am, why I am here, what is the purpose of my education, what is the purpose of my achievement, this quality, that quality, that quality. To die like that of a cow? One day, finish. Next is the higher state. You will be a god. Means the divinity will manifest this purity. Purity will bring this transformation within. So that is the same message that it is blessedness. Blessed are the pure in heart. That heart is blessed. Not the human frame, looking like a human being is not a human. Heart should be pure. And pure heart, Ramakrishna said, when you will be pure, your heart will run for God and God alone. You cannot resist that. Why it is not going to God? We may put this question many times. Oh, I, I want to meditate, I want to think, my mind is not going towards God. Response, according to Vedanta, is that watch where the mind is pulled down. There is a stream which is pulling all the mind. In which direction? With all the things of the world. That's why we every day sit for meditation. We know how we can, we are, we are going to samadhi every day. Why that type of samadhi? Because mind is running every direction. And God is not there at all. So why it is going there? If that direction is pulled in different direction is not there, only pure mind will have such clarity. I am not interested in that. I have seen that. This direction, I have seen that. Okay, I don't care for that. I don't care. Then what will happen? The purity will reveal what is within and the glory of the Lord will manifest. So blessed are these people who actually are 
focusing on their purity of the heart. All these activities are good if it makes someone pure, someone genuine, someone loving for God intensely. And not that we will not live in the world, it is like a detached life living in this world, but my life has a purpose and I will have to reach that highest blessed condition of union with God that is called that is called God realization, that is called purity of the heart. You can synonym the word purity of the heart is equal to realization of God. As much purity, so much is God revealed inside. And that reveal inside and that outside, both ways it will be the same. Be ye transformed by the renewing, renewing of your mind. It is a renewal of the mind. Our Yoga Shastra teaches about that entirely. Suchita, purity. Socha, 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 santosha, tapasadha, vishara, pranidhanani. So this is suchita, purity. Purity is a very fundamental quantity. But definition of purity is very difficult to understand. As I said, don't judge by other different definitions, it is simple thing to understand. Purity means mind will go for God. That much it is running in other thing, we have to say, hey, this is not purity. Because this is the impure thing I am trying to get. And ultimately it is bringing not perfect peace and joy to me. So this I tried, life after life I have tried, and now I am tired of it. So try for that heart which will seek for God. That is the purity. The Lord is my strength and my shield if that type of concept comes. In the imitation of Christ, it is said, Thou art my hope, Thou art my trust, Thou art my comfort. I find all infirm and unstable. Whatever I behold outside Thee, See, this is the beautiful word that pure heart will say that. That you are my hope. We trust the outside world. We hope for things in the material world. Even if we hope and we achieve them, then still it is not firm, it is infirm, it is unstable. You attain anything, still you will be feeling, oh, what next? And is it stable? You have attained something in material world. You will become a CEO. Whether you will have, be CEO next year, who knows? You may be a big guy in a, in, a, in a corporate structure. Whether your job will be the same tomorrow, who, who gives you guarantee? So this is the point. It is to trust in God. That, that conviction, that is the purity of heart can bring. My comfort. Uh, and, and the same word, I find everything infirm and unstable. Whatever I behold outside thee, O Lord, if I can see your presence, then I am stable. I am grounded on truth. And I am nothing will disturb my inner peace. But if I forget you, 
and only trust on people, on society, on money, on bank, on account, on car, on house. These are all unstable grounds. Does not mean that we need them for our survival, but survival also will be good if added with this flavor of connection with God. Trusting in God, that is the pure heart, always brings that idea. There, uh, Ramakrishna used to sing this song. Sabo heri shunnamai, jodi na heri tumai. I find everything is void, is meaningless, is zero. Jodi na heri tumai, if I don't see you in the objects which I see. Chandra Shurcha Gautara Jyoti Harai The sun, the stars, the moon all lose their glory, all lose their shining light if you are not seen there. Therefore, there is, it is said that, O oh Lord, you have removed all my suffering by giving your mystic vision, your experience. Sabo heri shunnamai, dodina heri tumai. Everything is void, everything is meaningless until and unless I see you. This is the real religion which has been punched into the life of us by Christ. And this is the teaching which we need to have. We need to transform ourselves. We need to purify ourselves. Not mere works will do. Not mere going to church or temple or being will do merely until and unless we try to change our own understanding about who am I and what am I doing here? Why am I spending my time, valuable time? in listening to a talk or sermon. Why? It should bring my transformation. I should be pure in heart. And this is the message given by Christ. So, if we go on like that with the lessons, what Christ said, that life, Christ life, look at the life of Christ. You can see him, he is a perfect man of renunciation. Not that he is asked everyone of us to give up everything and run like a monk. But when a man came and asked him, Sir, what am I to do? Then he gave him the Ten Commandments, huh? what had to be done. Then the, the, that man, young man said, I have done all these things. Then what next? He said, then give up you are everything and follow me. It's a call. It's a, it's a very vibrant call. You hold on to these things, you've done the basic things. Ten Commandments is good. On that platform will build up, you will have to build up your spiritual life. Then you give up everything and follow me. It's a message of detachment. It's the message of renouncing what is limited, what is insignificant. For what? For what is eternal. And that is the message of Christ. You read that beautiful 
statement when Christ said in another place a righteousness we appreciate righteousness but Christ was not satisfied with this righteousness you have to be much more much better and much higher than a righteous person you are a very kind person you are a charitable person that's good but that's not enough for God realization have to do something that's why he said accept your righteousness shall that of the Pharisees and others ye shall in no case enter into the kingdom of heaven ye shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free these are really very powerful statements it is you think that you go to any thing anything can make you free and pure it is you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free what is the truth truth is god truth is the unchanging reality and and your righteousness should be more than that of the so called pharisees and others that you shall no case enter into the kingdom of heaven so that is the point jesus said that it on that ancient wisdom he unfolded like that so here also he said another point another important point that he instructed us to be detached in the life to follow the path and to everything can be given up for god but not in god for everything what has happened in our life we give up everything For, for the world we forget god and give our heart and soul and energy and power and time and everything youth for the nurturing of this world and our mind which is so changing our emotions but we forgot that it is which is to be emphasized is god forget god and be in the world people are trying that thousands of years it will bring us to the same circle of birth and death but being in the world being wise and turning our attention towards God and living the life that is the message what should be followed according to Christ and then he said be ye therefore perfect even as your father which is in heaven is perfect so what is this message again be ye therefore perfect you have to be perfect and perfect as your father which is in heaven is perfect we are thinking that we are sinner sinner that concept has come This concept of sin and sinner is our creation. Also we can say like the Brahmins used to control the Hindu society. So it is also some priests can control us very well, keep the power in their hand 
and control. Sin, sinner, therefore come, give hundred dollar and get redeemed and do something wrong again, again bring hundred dollar. So <laughs> that is the way that, and that is the controlling the people and making them feel nervous that I am a sinner. How you can be a sinner? If we say three, you know, um, the, the Christ, uh, the, this is Sami Vivekananda's very paid ideas and very important ideas that we take only the idea of Christ is that I am a sinner and God is there and I have to go to the to Christ and He will redeem. And He has suffered everything for us. So we do not have to do anything. He has been crucified for us. He has been killed. He has his all blood oozing for us. Therefore you do whatever you like and then God will help us. It's a very too easy, easy solution of the thing. It is your responsibility. You have to cry and weep and pray. So here comes personal spiritual practice, importance of personal spiritual practices. And, and it is very important without that practice normally this only saying that you are pure, pure will not, you will not be pure, your sin will not be condemned. So the transformation should come. And if you say I am a born sinner, that's the concept. Vedanta differs from that perspective. We are not born sinners. But Vedanta says opposite. You are born of immortality. You are pure, in essence. You are Satchidananda. You are ever peaceful, ever peaceful. You cannot be a sinner. Suppose let us take the three principles what Swami Vivekananda emphasizes about Christ. That Christ gave the message, uh, three types of message. One is that, pray to your Father in the heaven and he will redeem you. Another message is what? He said that I am the vine, ye are the branches. Another message he said, I and my Father are one. And Swami Vivekananda said, for the people who cannot understand much higher spiritual thoughts, the Christ gave this message that you pray to God in the heaven and you will be redeemed. It's a praying means it is connectedness with God and you think of God, then you become pure. But the sinner, if you are born sinner, then how the sin will go away? Vedanta says you are born of Satchidananda. You are born of immortality. You are born of blessedness. Unless you have forgotten. Now if we say, I am divine, you are the branches, then comes the question, how I? Then I am also sinner. When Christ said, I am divine, you are the branches. So if branches are all sin, then what will be the tree? It should be sin, 
logic says that it is you have to accept that philosophy that then God is also sitting. God is what happened? Oh, this fell down. <laughs> God is also then sinful. Our God is a compact sin then. Otherwise, how the sin the vine its branches are coming out. Branches and vine are the same. Almost the same, only it is a branch. Without the vine, branch does not exist. So if the branch is a sin, a sinner, so what about the vine then? So logically, it goes contrary. God is love, vine is pure, vine is Satchidananda, and you are a branch. You are also Satchidananda, but you have forgotten that. I have forgotten that. So, if we are born that, we cannot change that. It is the very essential nature of us is impure. You cannot be pure then. Only essential nature is pure that is covered by ignorance or some misdeeds. That is possible. But if you, are, you cannot change your essential nature. So here comes the strong point of the thought of the Vedic time that they say it is God as personal, God personal with qualities, God impersonal with qualities, and God beyond impersonal and beyond all dualities. Three states of about the views about God which the, all the religions of the world can be grouped into this. One is called the dualism, in which God is sitting in the heaven, and we are all created by Him. So we we'll have to go back to Him by our practice, by our prayer, by our, our practices of japa, meditation, all these noble things, holy association, saintly association. That is one, this prayer. There is duality. And then comes, it is God, He is not sitting somewhere in the heaven, and there is no heaven in a particular place. It is He is everywhere, all pervaded. But He has a quality like a human being. When you pray and cry, He listens. And He responds by fulfilling the desire. That's why that is the concept when it is qualified non-dualism. It is God, the same God, it is infinite, it is limitless, at the same time he has a personal quality, qualities of a human being like if you, he has the power to redeem, he has the power to grace you, he has the power, if you pray sincerely, Ramakrishna said, if you pray sincerely, it will happen. Only the sincerity is the question. So in Christianity, prayer is the topmost priority. And in really, as in Bhakti school of thinking, so is also in Christianity, it is the major tool is prayer and prayer. Prayer is talking to God. Prayer is connecting with God. And how that God will listen to you? If God is sitting somewhere else. So this is the next idea is that God is all pervaded. He can hear. He is here. 
He's there for everyone. So any sincere prayer, it resonates there. And its response may come. And the higher idea and highest idea, which is called the Vedantic idea, then that there comes the idea that I am not separate from my very essence. I am that. And that's the language of Christ. I and my Father are one. So this, if we say, I and my Father are one, there is no question of sin. What sin will come? I am a stool, a drop, a bubble, and huge ocean, which is H2. H2O is I am one. Same. So essentially, if I am sinner, then Brahman should be sinner then. Logic, bring the logic opposite way. You will have to bring this logic if God is pure, God is love, God is all compassion, God is all perfected consciousness, it is all blessedness. Then if he is that, then I must be the same in essence. In essence is the question we can say, but it is water gets dirty, mixing with the things outside. The air gets polluted, air has no pollution, but we say this, uh, this place air is very polluted. Pollution adds to the air and makes the air polluted. But it, it does not adhere to the air. Pollution free. By essential nature, it is always free. Space. Space is clouded. Space is clean. Space is space. We impose the concept of pollution there. We impose the concept of sin and misdeeds. But it is essentially pure. So here comes our basic nature. It is the Eastern way of thinking. It may not be accepted by the Orthodox Christians. But the point is that logically if we find this argument that God is all pure, all love, and I am that as Christ said, then let I also is pure. Otherwise how this will be equal to that? This will be one with that. So this is the Vedantic thought. Separating us with our ignorance, we are too far away from the divinity. When our individual ego will dissolve, then we will become that infinite absolute, like the little drop merging into the ocean. And now the next question came, as I said, is the qualified non-dualistic idea that I am divine, you are the branches. And Christ said that, then I am the source of all branches. We are all branches. So if he is the root, he nourishes. You see the in a tree, who nourishes the branches? Who nurtures the leaves? It is always the tree sucks the water and sucks from the ground and sends to everyone. Everything is nurtured by that. You can take this example of our meditation also. Christ what he said, if you can think that I am the branches, God is the vine. So if it is the vine, he is sustaining us, nurturing us, protecting us, supporting us in every possible way because I am linked to it. 
with the same. It is, it is almost oneness, but a little separation. Because you know tree is tree, branch is branch, so two, two things are separate. But when you become one with that, then it is absolute non-dualism. And Christ actually gave this all this message. But we choose according to our own taste, and we have made dogma out of Christ, and we are confused in that, and we mean try to make the whole world either this way or that way. Eh? How much blood and difficulties has come. So the main point is that the Christ we adore is that Christ who teaches us to come out of all our limitations, to come out and be pure, and purity in such an extent that the purity will shine through your face, and through your face people will see, oh, God, see, what joy, what blessedness, what purity. That is the transformation that should come. It is, that is the input. And that is the eternal message. That is the eternal sanatana dharma, what Christ wanted to give us. So it is, we have to focus our whole attention when we read the Bible or other things. As, as you know, the beautiful book, Swami Prabhupada's book, eh? Sermon on the Mount, according to Vedanta. If you have not read, please read it again and again. You will find such an insight. So how the same thing is viewed from a different perspective. And different perspective, yes, everyone have, has the freedom to choose what perspective we want to see. But we should not be limiting our intellectual understanding into a very limited perspective and thinking, seeing, sinner and doing all these things and always not focusing on the transformational part of our life. Our spirituality is to transform ourselves and transform the family, transform the societies, transform the community, transform the world. Why the world is having so much burning questions? Why the family having so much burning questions? We are all, most of us are honest people, sincere people, but we don't pay attention to the core teaching what is being intended. It is the transformation of our inner personality. Our mind should be elevated into the consciousness of the divine. And for that purpose, it should be careful what I am doing. Even if I am doing on the rosary, even if I am going to holy places, even if I am associating with holy persons, is it any transformation coming? That same word, you are a cow, will be a man. You have become a man, sorry. You have become a man, you will be God. So we have to transform these three levels. Man means discriminative person, God is the reality, purpose of life is God realization and others are secondary and then move in the way and ultimately till we reach the point I am that or I am my father are one. Thank you. Om Tameva Mata Chapita Tameva Tameva Vandhuscha Sakha Tvameva Vidya Dravinam Tvameva Tvameva Sarvam Mamadeva Deva 
ओम शांति 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 ही द वाट आवर मदर एंड आवर फादर आवर फ्रेंड एंड कंपेनियन आवर नॉलेज एंड आवर वेल्थ द वाट आवर ऑल इन ऑल ओ लॉर्ड ऑफ लॉर्ड्स ओम पीस 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 पी एंड टू अस ऑल थैंक यू